0: This episode of Unstable Discourse contains substance abuse topics that some listeners may find
1: uncomfortable. If you know anyone that struggles with substance use disorder, maybe this will help. He has been with us now for a week, seven days, one of the two. Absolutely. It's the same thing. Yeah, I know, guys. It's the same thing. Got it. Uh,
2: Half a fortnight. Yeah. Is- <laughs> that's, that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> Welcome in to Unstable Discourse. Yeah, I thought that like was too loud. Yeah. Was that too loud? No. I'm doing it again. You
3: got to do it again now. Oh, here yeah. we go. Here we go. Here Welcome we
2: go. in. I'm well, just mm-hmm. talking over. Here we go. Welcome in to Unstable Discourse. Ryan, what is wrong with it this time? Jason, <laughs> no, I'm messing with him.
1: Jason.
0: Do another take. Uh, uh, that's funny. Hit that's the funny. button.
2: All right. Welcome into Unstable Discourse There it is That's the one yeah. That was not bad a, a little thing on try. it yep. Little, little behind the curtains Yeah that was my 7th seventh, seventh or 8th take On that one <laughs> Where you going with In the beginning Was going to talk about you know, The name of your club Which we're going to let me first tell the listeners what's going on here. Yeah. It's uh, We're oh, starting hey. from the top. Didn't see you there. Take no. it all the way okay. from the top. We're going back. Oh, I'm going to keep moving.
3: Of- <laughs> mm-hmm. uh- <laughs> Welcome
2: in to Unstable Discourse Season 4, Episode 16. All right. Damn. Let's go. Deja vu. This feels right this cool. time. Yeah. yeah. This is I'm gonna a good do- timeline. I'm going to do something new. I'm going to tell listeners exactly what this episode is about before we introduce ourselves. Let's, Let's do it. it. I was listening to another uh, new podcast recently, and every episode starts with exactly what's going to happen. And I think that's a nice idea for new listeners. Nice. Right off the top, boy. Mm. Yeah. So this episode, we're going to be talking about a new disc golf league in the Joliet area, Chicagoland area. Uh, it's for recovering addicts. So we're going to be talking a lot in this episode about addiction and mental health, and we're going to meet a very inspirational local dude. So strap in. It's going to be a really cool episode. I'm Alex Seminary of Disc Golf Chicago. I'm here with Ryan Fancher of Unstable Disc Golf Gear. Yes, sir. Sean Callahan of Delwood Disc Golf. Yeah, boy. Jason Callahan of Bag of Tricks. Yeah, other boy. (laughs) Should I be saying Bag of Tricks Entertainment, by the way? You can do whatever you want, man. Okay. Don't let me get in the way. Bag of Tricks Entertainment, baby. (laughs) And we're joined by Michael Ferreira, a.k.a. MF. The boy. MF. Oh, boy. Uh, we'll be the judge of you that. You might know him <laughs> on my Facebook as Michael Anthony, and he has corrected me. Uh, his name is not Anthony, which I've done that many times already. My middle name. Michael uh, Anthony. But yeah, as I was saying, this uh, we're going to be talking about your new disc golf league, which is it's really aimed at people who are like recovering addicts. And you are a really good person to spearhead a project like that because you've got a hell of a story. Uh, we're gonna get into that, and we're gonna get into sort of like what it's all about, who's this all really meant for, what does it all mean. Some of it's gonna be heavy, some of it's gonna be uh, a little wild. Some of the stories you we rode together on the way here, some of the stories you shared. I was like, people need to hear this stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, strapping. It's gonna be I'm a good hyped. episode. I'm hyped Let's do it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, the nuts and bolts, if you will, nuts and butts, the nuts and butts, <laughs> yep. if you will. Let's just talk more about uh, the Scott Stokely episode. That was fun, right?
1: That was a very fun experience. Yeah. He uh, surprised me. He was far more uh, the intellectual type when we sat down into this episode than I would have expected. Pleasantly surprised. Big Scott Stokely fan now. Yeah. Same, same.
0: Great dude. Super funny. had us laughing the whole time. It was awesome. Seems like a
4: normal guy. Just like a common dude, he you was.
3: Know? He he sat yeah. down and it was like he'd been here for a week. Yeah, for like sure. yeah. he was just super comfortable, just like
4: instantly in the group.
3: Yeah, except yep. I mean, he didn't fit in the basement, but <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> no. super comfortable. Right. Yeah, no, he mm-hmm.
2: was ducking, gigantic, super tall. Yeah,
4: <clears throat> but yeah,
2: yeah. I had a lot of fun with that episode, and I think uh, I I was like a fan before, but now he's like somebody I just look up to as a human, not as a a disc golf person. It's like I want to live. Not exactly like that because I like my house and I like <laughs> yeah. I like my comforts, but the, his perspective on life and sort of like just being water and going where he feels like he should go and mm-hmm. and everything's coming from just a place of love and like it just his outlook was very refreshing. So I want to
1: just figure it out. Just, there's a solution. Exactly. Just
2: do it. So let's all channel our inner Scott Stokely totally on this swimming, episode. Just yes, keep sure. swimming. Just
4: keep swimming. Just keep swimming, swimming, swimming.
2: I love that. Just keep Definitely stoking. Do. Oh Just stoking. Stroking. Stoking.
5: stoking. stoking. Stoke man, stroke man. Stroke man. Stroke <laughs> 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 <bam, bam>,
1: <laughs> Billy Madison? I could have kept going. Mm-hmm. Billy Squire. Billy Squire. Billy Squire.
0: <laughs> is that the name of the artist? It, yeah. <laughs> oh. But it's also it, played in Billy Madison. Yeah. Really? yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 When remember
2: yeah. he goes back to high school and he he's like <laughs> he's got his like trans am or whatever, and he's like wearing his jean jacket and playing that song. And, <laughs> yeah. For sure. Everybody in the nineties is looking at him like Mm, what Ooh, are you doing? Is, yeah. yeah, what is Ario is, Speedwagon T-shirt? God
0: damn! Of
3: course, well, good, of good, course, good, you would know that. Good Details. piece of trivia.
0: Yeah.
1: Where did the T come from? cuts uh,
2: <laughs> and about. <I'm> <laughs> no, you're not. What are you fired up about? Oh, oh, I, wait! I didn't even do the fired up intro. No, let's do it. <laughs> 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 River. Yep, 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 Let's get into fired up.
1: Fired yep. up.
2: Nice. S- be going to the red He's, on that one. A
1: little bit.
0: Nice. I'm gonna start us off. Please, because I had (laughs) an experience today that made me realize my all-time least favorite thing in life eventually leads to I think one of my top three favorite things in life. Is it
3: about the bidet? Full circle. No,
0: (laughs) it's I'm I'm kind of over the the hump of the excitement of the bidet. Now it's just water splashing on my butthole. It's nothing exciting that you can taste that I can taste. Unfortunately, still to this day. Uh, okay. but
5: mm-hmm.
0: I think my, one of my, and, and I would agree that most people think this is the worst. One of the worst things that could happen at any point in the day is getting a splinter. They're the worst.
2: Wow. It's been a minute
0: since I got a splinter. I get, them, I, get them I get them all the time. I get them all the time as well. Because of work. I get yeah. splinters constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think we can all agree. One of the most terrible things. It's just like when it happens, it's instantly painful and you instantly regret whatever you're doing that caused it. It's yeah. awful. But,
3: <laughs> uh huh. I know where you're going.
0: The ones where you can actually squeeze them out and it pops out like when Whoa. the turkey's done and it yeah. gets that little like <laughs> that's the noise right there. <laughs> that, honest to God, top three most satisfying things in life. Really? Oh God! When you when you're working on it and you know it's in there and you're like it's deep, but I can feel there's something in there and mm-hmm. you just keep squeeze and squeeze and then eventually you get that little
2: <laughs> and it comes out.
4: That's what she said. <laughs> Like popping a pimple. Almost. Yes,
2: yeah, one hundred percent. Do you guys yeah. watch like a lot of pimple pop videos? Oh oh you betcha! I cannot. I love that is it. such I
3: a it. weird. I see that on Reddit all the time, and yeah. I cannot.
2: I can. I, I can, yeah, I can I watch eat
1: a lot. In- <laughs> <laughs> that's how much I enjoy it. I start it and then I'm like, nope, 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 nope,
2: nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, no, no. yeah, it doesn't bother me at all, man. <laughs> It'll come across my feed in Reddit and I'll, you know, just swipe to the next video. And I'm like, holy come f- on. I've been watching popping videos for 45 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, for sure. Reddit
4: just advertises that stuff <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I've yeah, had yeah, a couple yeah. of videos and like and that's you, what made you, me you, think I, of I, actually. I, I on
0: demand Dr. Pimple Popper all the time and the girls get all squeamish and I'm just like, no, I'm in, man. Let's do it. I have a story for you, but I'm afraid her
2: out. I'm afraid you might come during this story, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Well, let me tuck my boner down behind my
0: thigh real quick so I can.
2: So uh, I was in sixth grade. Uh. <laughs> sixth grade boy. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I, was in, I was in wrestling for a hot minute and uh, I was at a, a a meet and I'm sitting on the bleachers and I slid over. So somebody else like make space for somebody else. Yeah. And a splinter went, like, the full length of my scoot into my thigh. <laughs> oh, like, my a, Like, the full length of my scoot is one of the funniest things anybody's <laughs> ever said. Yeah. But sorry. Continue. It had to go be, go like, six plus inches. The whole thing went into my thigh.
0: Oh, my God.
2: And it was awful. And uh, I remember my dad trying to help me get it out later that night with, like, tweezers and every, like way, and it was so painful, he just couldn't touch it. Like Yeah, when they get in the leg, it's hard.
4: It's got to be something about the leg, because my brother, we were running through a field one time, and it was just a stick, like one of those sticks in a field, you know? Yeah. It just (laughs) caught his like whole entire leg, and I swear to God, when I was I was like probably 10, I wanted to faint, but like
5: (laughs) I had to pull it out,
4: you know what I'm saying? Because mom wasn't around, but it just, I could still feel it like in my hand, like
2: just be a man, you're the man uh, now. You're a man now, that's right. Shout out to my brother. So, long story short we could not get the whole thing out we got maybe like a third of it out and okay. the rest just it broke off and it was in there and then it stayed in my leg for like 15 years oh, come on and oh every now and then i would feel it and i'd be like man the doctor said one day it was just going to come out uh-huh. and i was like it's never coming out at this point it's just i have this for life uh and at some point as an adult i was like let me see if i can get that come out of there and i just squeezed it barely and it like shot the whole thing shot right out, out no way huh? like, that long wow. oh shot out <laughs> And I was like, wow, <laughs> one of the most satisfying pops. That was 15 years in the making. Yeah. And you didn't sure. put it on Reddit? Yeah. What a missed yeah, right, opportunity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. right? Really. My God. I goofed. My yeah. God, man. So yeah, I get it. I get the the satisfaction.
0: Yeah, super yeah. fired up about the splinter that I got out of my hand earlier today.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well Top done. that. Thanks. Yeah. Ryan, yeah. what are you fired up about?
2: Okay.
3: It's going to get real nerdy. I have explained God. this. Yep. I've explained this to people. I'm going to nerd out for like two weeks and then it's going to be over and I'm never going to talk about it again. It had been almost exactly six years since I had built my last computer and I've been using it for illustration, for graphic design, for audio work, for all this stuff. And it was fine. It was working great until I went to do some kind of update and it was like, your system requirements are not met. And Mm. I was like why? How dare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have a question, Kelly?
2: Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you?
3: And then I realized, oh, it's been six years. So I looked back to the old PCs that I had built and it's almost exactly six years every single time. I had one from 18 years ago. I had one from 12 years ago, six years ago. And I was like, okay, it's time. Mm. And it's end of the year. It's on the business. You got to write it off. So I went and picked up a bunch of parts, put this computer together. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it is almost as state of the art as you can get at this point, although it's, the, it, it's a futile effort, right? As soon as the holidays are over, they yeah, yeah. come out with a new processor or whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I do, it's a 7900X for those of you that know, I went AMD this time. Oh, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> oh, the AMD? Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. Granddad. Uh, oh, technology. automatic manual drive. Not AMP. Yeah. Got it. No, okay. no, 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 no. Sweet. Sick.
3: It's like Samsung and Apple is Intel and AMD. It's the same rivalry, although they do the same thing. It doesn't yeah, matter. Totally.
2: Oh, do. so one's a piece of shit and the other one's awesome. Yeah. Did you get the green bubble? As version long as he thinks the, blue the bubble. Samsung is <laughs> yeah, the right, awesome. exactly. One. Yeah, he's right. So,
3: anyway, I built a computer. It works great. I'm very proud of myself. But the revelation that I had came when I have a an external processing card for all the audio work that I do. Mm -hmm. A company called Universal Audio UAD, which is like the Ferrari of audio equipment. They make a lot of really incredible old legacy hardware and some really good software. There's a card that I have that processes the plugins for the software that I use separately. So it doesn't tax the computer. It does it on its own. And it comes with a lot of really high-end plugins that i use two hours later right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you Come on, he ask. said one time he said
0: he's gonna do it one time you, you time. ask just you let did. him get it out of his system yep. go on go on
3: so i tried to put it in the new computer and it didn't work <laughs> and on. i realized i've had that card for a good long time probably at least 12 years and it's just probably had it right? It was on its last leg, unplugging it and putting it a new computer. It's over. It's totally the leg, which is a bummer because I've gotten so used to using all of that audio equipment that I don't know what to do now. Right. So I went and I bought some new plugins, some really good new analog style SSL stuff and, um, some waves garbage and stuff like that. Any of the audio people will know what I'm talking about, but I'm excited to try it out on this specific podcast to test it all out because it should work flawlessly. All the stuff that I got, I'm super stoked about. It's like Christmas for me, Mm, like getting all of this stuff set up. The computer's brand new. All the plugins are brand new. Everything is all brand new. I have to figure out how to use it again and, you know, what the settings I need and how to make Alex not sound like a tool the whole time. <laughs> and like, it's going to be awesome.
2: I mean, that's expensive, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah no. for sure. I'm how to much think, that what cost tool you? could I try to sound like right now? So not just <laughs> yeah. a hobby, but it benefits construction noise. from noise, yeah. 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 like, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so all the studios that I, I had worked at, all had really incredible hardware that we used. So I never really had the desire or the need to buy my own hardware because anytime I was doing stuff, I would just use what was there. And I kind of regret that because I don't have anything. I have a bunch of microphones, but I don't have any like good hardware, uh, any of the processing stuff, but this will have to do. So three hours later, Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I can never even begin to understand the things you just talked about. Mm -hmm. but I 1000% love how much you love it. I'm not joking around. I legitimately, it fuels me up when I, when you get stoked about stuff like Mm -hmm. that, I feed off of that stoke.
3: Good. Mm -hmm. I'm glad because in another week, I will put the computer back under the desk Mm And I'll never turn on those like crazy RGB lights that are going nuts. There's rainbows and shit coming out of my computer that I've never seen before. You ever do those computers
4: with the water in it?
3: It is actually, mine is actually water cooled. Yeah? yeah. Okay, cool. Um, it's not one of the like crazy ones with the pumps. For sure. It's an, an all in one system, it but That's yeah, sick, dude. it's water cooled. Uh, it's cool. But when I'm done nerding out, it will go back to work time. Figuring out exactly what processor goes with what motherboard and what to optimize what I need to do, not just to make it work, but to work for me was so satisfying. And having that done, I recommend it. So it's over.
1: Very, very (coughs) cool.
2: That is, uh, it scares me. I have been doing my, I've been taking my video work more seriously lately. And I'm just getting more and more uh, intimidated by how much technical expertise is really required to be a professional. Mm. And hearing you say all of those things, how long is it going to take me to to understand any of the equipment that I use that well? I don't know.
4: Yeah, I got a nice uh, PC at home that's just sitting there right now. And all I got to do is just fix the HDMI little port on the back of it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I get so discouraged sometimes with, like, because they're like cars, dude. Like, computers are just like cars and the way you work on them. And I see people, when they work on them, they get that same, like, satisfaction. Yeah. You know? So.
3: There was like one, when I was building it, I was done. I turned it on. It worked great. And then in the mail came like an extra fan that I wanted to put in. And so I shut it all down, you know, and I took it all apart and I put the fan in and I plugged it in and nothing worked. Mm. It's just like a car. Like I was about ready to throw it through the window and start over. (laughs) And then, you know, I, I realized whatever I had done nudged something and, you know, something else and then put it all back together. But it was exactly like a car. You go to change your oil and then six hours later. You know you're covered in parts, and mm-hmm. you know you can't go anywhere, and you know right. same deal. But yeah, it's very satisfying.
2: Sean, yes, sir. We fired up. Now.
1: We're coming to you with a special Delwood disc golf employee update. If you haven't heard, Mark Baby Bird Barowski has flown the nest and moved on to a new career path. We wish him all the luck with his future endeavor. Bird, we salute you. Which leads me to my fired up. <laughs> Which is the uh, new hire, uh, Mr. Ryan Big Cat Stilson? Mm. Ooh. Is Big Cat going to stick? Is that it's? St- oh, we're doing it. Okay. Right. Oh, we're Wait, doing you it. You said that. I figured that was had always been. I nickname. have referred to him as Big Cat three times now. So yes, that is official. Oh, why does it at work least so perfectly? Every
3: yeah. other time I see him, he has a like, cat on his shirt.
1: That's what I'm saying. So oh, okay. yeah. done. Yeah. yeah, done. Done. <laughs> yeah, it's the cats thing. or fruit. Yeah. So he has been with us now for a week, seven days, one of the two. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, I know, guys. It's the same thing. Got it. Uh, Half a fortnight. Is- <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> he is brought a whole new perspective to what it means to be a DDG employee to us. We just can't be more stoked. He's a little bit older than the people that have worked for us in the past, Mm-hmm. Oh, God, he's just like a self-starter and new energy, new perspective. So happy.
3: His previous job was he did everything. He everything. was back office. He was stocking. He was front office. He was checking people out. He was- uh, 10
1: years experience at the grocery store. It was, uh, he was there for a long time and yeah. he, he's happy to get away from there. Yeah. Um, he's happy to be with us and I just, we can't be more. Awesome. But it, it yeah. shows
3: in the shop when he is not ringing somebody up or talking to a customer, he's over like messing with the discs and yep. putting Multiple stuff Multiple people have already
1: like, kind of told me like, dude, yeah. vibes were higher when he was in here. Yeah.
0: Wow. So, sure. like, so, that's, that means I just a lot. stopped
1: by to drop off keys to
0: Sheila and I was in there five minutes and I was like, whoa, I could just, yeah. Yeah. Wow. There I was think- a, uh, Tickle in the air, man. Yeah. That I was just yeah. like, and I it just comes fueled with my entire day. Just be yeah. there for five minutes. It just
3: comes yeah. with an air of confidence, knowing that he seems to be comfortable with what he's doing because he's been doing something like that for so long. Even though it's a new, you know, venue, right. it's all the same ideas. Really, you can see like he's already got it.
2: Yeah, God, yep. you yeah. cannot put a price on that
1: you oh, can't you, you can't you go can. out and find that it's like, hourly mm-hmm. it's week. Yep. Yeah, it really yeah. has given us like i said just new perspective of like now what is possible sure for what we can do with our time he's going to be working more hours than baby bird was working so like that frees us up to do more as well on the back end and just use that time for ideas new stuff new tournament stuff things like that so i can already mm. feel that happening and it's been seven days it's awesome, or a week, it had or been, a week depending on how you look or a at it. Yeah. for Fortnite, one fifty second of a year, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. depending on one how one of look those at four, time. definitely. it's
2: been one week. You should lock him into like a five year contract, so we can't leave. Yeah, Ooh. should we? Yeah, that'd be fun. I was gonna say
1: franchise, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, put the franchise, the franchise tag, tag on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. That dude is one in a million. I've only hung out with him a very small number of times, but I know exactly what you guys are talking about vibe wise. He's just such a unique human. It's it's the way you feel being around him. Contagious
1: laugh too. Yeah, I it's need like, to work it's, on it's, my Stilson laugh. I need to like be able to recreate that.
2: <laughs> I'll get there. It's it's a it's almost Seth Rogen esque. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: There's some yeah. Seth Rogen in there for sure. Love
0: that, dude. <laughs> Bef- before we get out of Sean's fired up, I would just like to retract that earlier I said there was a tickle in the air. I don't know where that came from. That yeah, statement that was, doesn't exist. Yeah, it was it I, good. I, I didn't even it. notice no, that it? you said it. Yeah. Like, oh, now I'm going to yeah, no, highlight like, it. Yeah.
2: Oh, <laughs> Ever yeah. since yeah. it came tickle, out, tickle, tickle, my brain like, right, uh, has uh, been like, "Dude, yeah, dude, a what did you do? A glittery tickle in the air? A glittery, a glittery not Focus on anything else? Yeah, right. all right. Now we can move on, Michael." Do you have um, something you're fired up about.
4: Yeah. Um, so there's a tournament out in Oli this weekend. Uh, no. freeze your bells. For so, those who
2: don't know what Oli is.
4: Uh Sergeant Means out in Olympia Fields. So it's either called Sergeant's or Oli. It's what the community calls it. So cool kids. Um it's gonna be yeah. my first sanction tourney. Um, I have been in a tournament before. I just recently did the uh Trinity Links. uh in tournament but it wasn't sanctioned and i had a partner so this is going to be mm-hmm. new for me
2: your first sanctioned oh, tournament hello. yeah
4: first sanction ever tournament. Oh, i don't even cool. have a number yet i still got to get my number Whoa, yeah bro yeah.
2: Cool. how still long, long have you been playing for
4: um seriously playing since 2017 and i've been on and off playing um my uncle brought me out when i was like five and ever since then just something stuck mm-hmm. with me um sure. high school it was a thing to do on the weekends. We, you know, I lived right down the street from Haynes out in New Lenox. So um never heard of it. Go growing on. up in a skate park, also a lot of skateboarders disc golf at the times. So you always heard about Haynes. So I asked my uncle to bring me out one day and I just love you know, fell in love with it. So I didn't really buy my first disc until twenty seventeen though. I just got that's when you community became a, a disc golfer. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, six that's years That's when later. I stopped calling it frisbee golf and started calling mm-hmm. it really. disc golf. <laughs>
2: Uh, speaking of people mispronouncing things, I was texting with Dane Avicii earlier, mm-hmm. and he—what I can't remember what he said, but he spelled disc golf D-I-S-K, and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, have you played this before? <laughs> yeah, you're fired from the sport. Yeah. We got a first timer here. Then he admitted to me that he's been doing it on purpose to people just to get their
5: reaction. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, you funny. Oh, come b- on." You hit uh, there's levels <laughs> so, to this shit, dude. Yeah. You hit a certain so, level and he can do that shit. <laughs> correct, yeah. right? Because I wouldn't believe it from a lot of people. Yeah. But anyways, uh, that's uh, super exciting. Who's yeah. the tournament director? Who's hosting?
4: Uh, I believe it's Brian Cummings and yep. a couple other people. I've been seeing well, his post freeze yeah. your about bells about yep. off. Yeah, it's a yeah. freeze yep. your bells or yeah, it was something like that. So. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I saw him it posting. It's gonna about be that. some good weather, so pretty excited about it. Heck yeah, yeah, yeah. dude.
2: For listeners who can't see you, you are a thin dude. Are you not afraid of how cold it's gonna be that day? So it shouldn't
4: be that bad. No, it's not going to be bad. I think it's going to be like 40 something, but like, dude, I go to bird in the summertime with my mom to help her sometimes. And like, I can only be in there for like five minutes because not only (laughs) am I skinny, I'm anemic. So like, (laughs) I can't do, I'd rather be hot. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's really weird with like my story and stuff, which is being on the streets and everything. Like I just, it's, it's never been a good, good thing for me. So we'll
2: we'll get into that. There's uh you got some, some stories that we'll get there for sure. But yeah. Sheila, you can't stand to be cold either. Much rather be freezing cold than, for than sure. way too hot.
3: Yeah, all day. You know what? Oh. No, you wouldn't. Right now, you say that. But our good friend and yours, Donnie Longton, has recently lost <laughs> over don't. 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we decided to play a round of Thanks Disking on <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was snowing for the first time this year.
5: That's right. Oh, wow. And
3: he turned around on like T-Box five i think it was hole number five and said is this what you guys talk about when you say you're always cold (laughs) (laughs) and we were like yeah yeah dude yeah different world yeah this is how it is where's he from he's from tinley park but he used to be a very big dude okay and he's lost a substantial amount of weight Uh, with that has come the cold feeling and he's Mm -hmm. getting it now. So he was cold by the end of the round. It was, it was very funny to us because he's always the one that's like, no, I'm good. He would leave the sweatshirt on the tee box of, you know, whatever hole (laughs) and go back and get it because he was too hot. Yeah. But not now,
2: not no mo. Hopefully I get there. Um, Oh, I'm fired up about. Uh, hey, Alex. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah Alex, yeah, what are you yeah, fired yeah. up about? Yeah. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you and me from now on. Like, <laughs> these guys off. Uh, I have so many things to pick from, and I am Michael. Come back. I'm <laughs> yeah. Just you and me. Okay. I am very, very excited about a video project that I started that is not secretive, but I'm I'm not going to share details until. A later date. He's no going to forget no beats, about yeah. it
3: three minutes and he's going to start giving details, but I'm going to bleep it out. Sure. So go ahead.
2: <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Yeah. But uh, all, all I'm going to share with uh, with you listeners and you fellas is that it's a disc golf video project and I've never been more excited about a project in my whole life. Oh, oh. you know
4: what? You mentioned this at the, uh, the mid-low leagues. A little bit of it. You didn't, I, I don't think you mentioned all of it, but I think you were talking about, you asked me about something for like being in a video or something. Yes. Yeah, okay. You, you so were talking about it.
2: I have been flirting with the idea for a long time, and I didn't. It was like nebulous. I didn't know when or you know exactly what it was going to be. And then it just kind of started happening. Was thing, it on was your like that vision that board? Not, and in a sense, like okay,
3: your peripheral vision board.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm on my vision board from from this year was an image of. It's <laughs> really that's good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. That's pretty good. Damn uh-huh. it, I missed I missed the joke. I said it was on your peripheral vision board. Oh, that's good. Yeah, per- <laughs> yeah. Uh So no, on my vision board was a uh, Tailwind logo and uh, like an image of a guy with a really professional looking camera setup And it was just like my reminder that Tailwind is something to be focused on and I want to be a professional videographer. I didn't exactly <laughs> know what that was going to look like, so I'm just kind of figuring it out as I For go. For sure. But yeah, it's happening pretty organically and I'm not trying to figure it all out at once. I'm just going to keep doing stuff that is fun and exciting and mm-hmm. the potential of it is it gives me tingles. Boundless. Mm-hmm. The, uh, there's a tickle in the there's, there's a tickle. Like, speaking <laughs> of the
1: method that it's been happening, we talked about this hmm. briefly hmm. the other day, yeah. how Lauren Lakeberg just shows up yes, and then like creates greatness. You have now come to the shop and you've hung out a few times with not really necessarily an outline of the day. But just hopped right into it, and it's been very organic
2: and authentic, and I dig. I've never done it that way. I'm yeah. somebody who needs. I don't want my parameters. I don't want my peas to be touching my mashed potatoes, oh, and I need. Sure. Right. I need your outlines. Need outlines. Yes. Yeah. 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 And if I don't know exactly what's <laughs> happening, then I'm anxious. But I've been really liking showing up, and like whatever happens is going to be cool. So just show up and mm-hmm. start doing stuff. It'll be cool. So showing the best stuff in comes, comes out. In moments. There's stuff that's yeah.
3: not going to be cool, and then you just don't have to show that
2: correct but there's also been things that we didn't plan couldn't have possibly couldn't have planned and they're just happening and it's like whoa the camera was on that was awesome I'm excited to make? continue developing that and at some point I'll share with everybody that's what I'm fired up about
1: yeah boy huh?
2: Mm-hmm. yeah they just happening yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, let's jump to and I don't know how much you have for the Cal Halender rundown I but have maybe, a lot then let's get into the Cal Halender rundown shall we into
1: the Calla Hallander rundown. This is the December to Remember <laughs> edition,
2: brought to you by Embers. Mm-hmm. Every what is that from? is this <laughs> like yes, like that is some jewelry, sales. right?
1: December to Remember,
2: mm-hmm. that or
3: right? like uh, a jeweler's or something.
0: Kia. It's like AMC or, uh, or uh, uh, ABC Family. This will be a December, a December to, remember. to remember. No, I feel like it's <laughs> like a, it's a words, Harry Potter weekend. These two words, oh, right. it's yeah. like a edition. Ford dealership thing. <laughs> yeah.
3: December to remember, yeah, <laughs> like okay. that's,
1: yeah. for sure, yeah. For sure. Ooh, for all sure. of Lexus, these that's examples, Lexus, yeah. yes, they're all the corrupt. big red bow. Yep. If you're going to wish, wish big at the Lexus December to remember sales event. See your Lexus dealer. Yes, December to remember edition. Here we go. DDG bag tags are back, baby. Get your butts out to one of the highest payout singles leagues in your area. We are currently out of DDG bag tags, but I have them on order. I just spoke with the man today. Come out and get some. We don't have any, but come out and get them. Get it. You got to wait. Just like your local Lexus dealership. (laughs) We will have them by uh, 12-9. Get them before they're gone. Too late. $10. $10 for that new DDG tag and 15 to play. Rotating layouts at Delhi every week. So I've got some more tags, you Jag-offs.
2: <laughs> They're coming. You got tags, you jag. You're going to be here
1: by 12-9. <laughs> Don't forget about J-Town Bag Tag League as well. Yeah, That runs through the winter, too. It's another league option different from DDG Bag Tags. Uh, it rotates all the J-Town courses on Saturday mornings. ten a.m., They do have up. tags. Either. 11 a.m. tee-off. <laughs> they do already have their new tags. Don't worry. Uh, you can purchase one of those tags at League's 15 a tag and tend to play DDG bag tags and J-Town will play together for three weeks in December to remember on the 9th, 23rd, and 30th double league option to sanction and double ace pots, Ooh. right? Follow the J-Town Giggity. bag tag schedule on JTownDiscGolf.com.
2: No, come on, Pete. There, Different website, Alec. Different uh, website. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking of, I was trying to make a double rainbow reference and I couldn't get there. That's where oh. my mind was when you Across said the the double, sky.
3: double rainbow oh my god it's a double oh. rainbow
5: all the way well, who are yeah. we
0: gonna come on when we say that website then
4: i'm not coming on anyone <laughs> you can't
5: no he's we, a ca- we cannot come a on gentleman. jason Poole. we oh. cannot do that all right
1: we definitely cannot
2: <laughs> come on jason pool <laughs> consent <laughs> just for the record i didn't realize that the joke was like the come on pete thing. yeah, yeah. until very recently <laughs> Like, I did not realize that's why some people found it very funny. I thought it we're just saying, come on, Pete. Like We are. Yeah. They're the ones that have their minds They're in the, the gutter. It I cross. am just
1: saying, come on, Pete. Heathens. That's what we're saying. That's what okay. most okay. not us are saying. You
2: did just say, we can't come on Jason Poole. <laughs> because that's funnier.
1: <laughs> Getting back to it Go here. On. Come on. December to remember. <laughs> Krampus's ugly sweater flex on Saturday, twelve sixteen. 12-16. People had been wondering if we were going to be doing Ugly Sweater. Lots of questions. We are not doing that tournament as a traditional two-day event. We are going to be doing Krampus' Ugly Sweater Flex. Uh, We will have sweaters for sale, right? Right?
3: We will. Uh, did we
1: determine that it is Krampuses or Krampi? Krampi, uh,
0: <laughs> definitely
1: Krampi.
2: If you're it's, talking about plural
1: or,
0: yeah. or ownership, if it's come on, Pete's, yeah, right. it's also oh. Krampi. <laughs> yeah. Krampi, come Oh,
1: I
3: regret, I regret it. Sorry, um,
1: <laughs> no. So we're gonna be doing sweaters. They will be for sale. So if you are a sweater collector, you will be able to get one at uh, at the shop that day. Yep. and then play the flex. And that would like be cheaper by like 30 to $35 than if you would have played Ugly Sweater and got a freaking sweater. And we're going to do photos. Lauren Lakeberger is going to be there that day doing photos. So Ooh. come dressed up as you have been in the past. What Please. date is that again? Please, December. Saturday, December. To remember. <laughs> Saturday, December the 16th. The sixteenth of December. Beep, 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 beep. Remember, remember. Remember, remember. The sixteenth of, of December. December. Yes. All right, moving on. Hellwood season three is on. Who's excited? Yeah. Right go calm down i am very excited about it (laughs) we're heading back to hell's gate haunted house for the the third year in a row starting the first friday of january running for eight weeks until friday february 23rd same format as the last few years keep an eye out for the hellwood pre-pre registration that we have done in the past it doesn't make sense not to yeah I mean, you, well, you don't have to worry about signing up week to week. If you're going to come right. every week, yeah. then do the pre-pre, save a bunch of bones, do that deal. Don't ever put that in the podcast. <laughs> save a bunch of bones, do that deal.
5: <laughs> Save a bunch Lots of, of
0: expressions
2: getting made up on this. Episode. Save a bunch of bones. And do do that deal. Do that deal. December to remember.
5: Experience the excitement of the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
1: Uh, the pre-pre is going to be going live on Friday, December 29th at seven p.m. on DiscAllScene.com come on, come on uh, Pete. Uh, last but certainly not least you got to give a shout out to our boy mick mcgowan and the j winter doubles league that has started back up it is on sunday mornings 10 a.m sign up 11 a.m t off it is a 16 week cash payout doubles league that runs through february follow the j winter doubles league on facebook to stay up to date mm-hmm. on everything happening support all the local leagues. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dress warm. Dress warm. warm. Yes, it's going to be cold. Uh, That was a lot. It is all unofficially brought to you by...
0: com.
4: Come on, Pete. Yeah.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
4: (laughs) I was going to, I thought you were pointing at the goblets. I was like, those are nice
5: goblets. (laughs) Those are nice goblets.
2: You're talking about the goblets up there. So, just listeners, most people have no idea what the studio looks like. I I love how it's come along uh, over the, the last over the last year there's yeah. a little cutout in the wall uh, where there is a painting done by nora balotti <laughs> that says uh, come on pete and it's mm-hmm. got our silhouettes and the logo and mm-hmm. uh, i love it and it's right next to a vinyl yep yep of dolly parton's jolene, <laughs> jolene. absolutely it is and lined given up- to us by nick kaminsky that's right listener of the show. Nick thank kaminsky. you thank mm-hmm. you nicholas both of these like pieces of show lore are are lined up by six goblets Jason, what's up with the goblets?
0: They'll find out in a couple of episodes.
2: Oh, shit. Stay tuned. All right. We'll leave it at that. If you know, you know. Uh, on the subject of Nick Kaminsky, local dude, I have a couple of local local routes that I want to do. We haven't Dang. done that in a long time. Wow. Okay, different music Bring it now. It back. Yeah, different what is this, season two? First, okay, so I have one really, really positive one. And then one that's a little, it's a downer, but uh, we got to say it anyways. Uh, first, the Pinas. Local route shout out to David bro, and George Pina. Bro, God. We We've talked about how they go to all the events, but they, you know, they ran uh, Disc Golf Chicago's uh, Sunset Dubs League completely on their own this whole season. Uh, and they crushed it. Everybody had great experiences. They just did it the right way. And it's like, well, of course they did because they go to all the events. They know what it means to run a good event. Mm-hmm. They were very generous, not only with their time, but they were donating like CTPs and stuff out of their pocket every week. And just they made they made it a good show for everybody. Awesome. So I'm super grateful to those guys. And everybody knows they're, they're the shit. And they seem like they want to do more so i'm just very grateful to them and i want everybody to to realize like they're awesome and when somebody goes into their pocket you know to use their own time and money to give back to the community it's awesome like it it gives so much to so many and it just it's like it's like the love that this community is is built on so shout out to those dudes totally yeah perfect pillars pillars and the other is somebody, I don't know all the, all the details here. So please chime in if you guys know. But um, I, so yeah, I'd recently learned that uh, Jim Wagner had passed away. Yep. Was
4: that who they were celebrating like recently at Trinity or something? Like OG, roller OG.
2: Phil. Oh, Phil. Yeah. It was probably Phil. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. 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 He, he passed was around yeah. at the beginning of the month. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, honestly, I don't know. I, I don't think I met Jim, if, if maybe once, but I got to call back to the story where. He mailed us a check. He mailed he mailed Disc Golf Chicago a donation. Just oh yeah, out of I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. like, where did this come from? Who is this? He he was so cool about it, and like I don't know why or where. Like where did it come from? Other than just like love, seeing a group of people doing stuff that he thought was good and wanted to support, however he could. Mm-hmm. Such a special thing. I, I don't I don't know the story of what happened to Jim, but uh, my connection to him, my like my run in with him was just. Mm-hmm. So positive and sweet, and I'm sure there are lots of other stories like that about Jim. Yeah, he yeah. came
3: out to a lot of our stuff <clears throat> early on.
2: Yeah, he did. He was always a great dude. Yeah, I didn't know the details of his passing,
1: um, but Greg Miller was a really, really close friend. They were best buddies. Right. Um, and I know their relationship goes back quite a quite a few years, so bummer to see Greg as, as saddened as he is by the, uh, you know, I just feel yeah. bad for him, feel bad for all the guys that knew him better than we did. But, you know, every one of my interactions with Jim was awesome. Every time he was stuffing like two twenties into the donation box at the shop for the course, mm. and supporting, and always talking about, man, I wish I could get out here more and do more for you guys. You know that type of vibe, where like mm. the giving is real is real. And uh, he'll be missed. He was a good dude.
2: Yeah, let his uh, memory be. You know, to always give more than you take. Without knowing him very well, I'm sure that that's how he how he was. I would yeah. bet it. Yeah, totally. On that note, we are going to take a quick break, Mm -hmm. and we'll be back with the nuts and butts. We sure will
3: hey disc golf family it's andrew weary with redemption disposal and recycling if you need a dumpster we are your go-to local contact are you getting a new roof remodeling your house or doing some landscaping maybe you're just looking to get rid of the old junk to make room for your new hyzer racks and disc golf gear redemption Disposal's standard size dumpsters are large enough for most jobs the 15 yard dump trailers are on regular tires and hauled by standard pickup trucks helping avoid any damage to surfaces allowing for tight maneuvering and the compact style helps minimize any inconvenience to homeowners our convenient and speed Service is unmatched, all at a competitive price. You can find us on Facebook at Redemption Disposal or email admin at redemptiondisposal.com. We look forward to helping you out with your future projects, but until then, we'll see you out on the course.
2: And we're back, and something pretty cool just happened. Insert the sound of my zipper going back up <laughs> real quick, Cheers. if you could, no, Ryan. Uh, I will let you tell the story. What just happened, Michael?
0: So I was
4: just gifted by Sean and Sheila, my PDGA number, something that I've been wanting to get, but just been stalling on. So I'm super grateful for this. Now I can, uh, use my number in my first tournament this weekend and don't have to pay 10 bucks. So I'm super stoked about that. Yeah. What's the
1: number? Tell us.
4: Uh, I got number two, seven, three, eight, six, zero. So almost in three hundred thousands, which is pretty rad for disc golf. So
1: Yeah.
2: Getting up there. Getting up there. I just love that. That's a forever thing. Hell yeah. You are. Mm-hmm. a Solid number too. Forever. Ending
1: yeah. with a zero. I yeah. like that. six, six yeah. zero. Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, mm-hmm. not like even just that. the number, but the way that I was given that number. That's super sentimental. So yeah. appreciate
1: yeah. you guys. Thank you, you bet,
2: so dude. much. Yeah. You're yeah. very welcome. Of course. I got a—I got one tear in my left eye from that. <laughs> that was a very thoughtful thing you guys did. <laughs> yeah. So, All right. It is time for the nuts and butts. And we're going to be talking about the Discovery Golf League addiction, mental health, and all of the things around that. So we're going to, we're going to get into some life stuff. This is a pretty like personal subject for a lot of people in this room and for I imagine a lot of listeners at home and it, it, it's it's a thing I think is getting talked about more and more, but it's kind of hard to talk about it's so personal and it's so scary sometimes that I think people shy away from the subject a little bit and I don't think we're gonna do that. I think we're gonna kind of hit it head on. so uh, Michael, you've got you've had maybe the most remarkable journey of a human that I've I think I've ever heard and in, in, in a couple different ways I mean that so sincerely for sure. So first let's talk about the club, the league. And then we'll kind of get to the origins. There's so many different kinds of disc golf clubs today. And we talk about it all mm-hmm. the time that there doesn't, doesn't need to be another one unless it's doing something different. Right. Like why not just join one of the ones that's, that's been around for a while. Just another one with a logo doesn't need to exist. Your league has such a purpose that I've not heard before. So it's, instantly cool are you considering it uh, in your mind is it like is it a club is it a a league or how are you thinking about it so
4: far? um it, it's a club but i really would want it to be like a movement you know like you were saying there's not really much like this in the disc golf community there is like recovery communities everywhere so i mean personally for what disc golf did for me and uh playing a big role in my recovery i was like you know what why not start some outlet for and it's not even just for like anybody that has addiction but like mental health i was even you know asked by a veteran that wanted to join up to so anybody so that it could be just a fun you know a start for other
2: recovery communities in the disc golf community i think mental health is like a it's a term that gets thrown around by new disc golf brands or clubs it makes sense because disc golf makes you helps you move your body helps you get outside and helps you connect with other people so yes obviously the mental health aspect is always going to be part of it but recovery specifically is it's a there's more to that than just the benefits of mental health like for sure it definitely requires a community of like-minded people who've you know can share experiences that are kind of not everybody has and and it helps to know you're like not alone you're not going through these things by yourself and i like that the kind of like recovery communities that exist are that come to mind for me today are like it's usually like around aa or something where it's like it's really focused on recovery for sure The way you're going to approach it is like, we're going to focus on like this other thing. We're going to focus on disc golf and like hanging out, but we all have like a shared sort of similar background. Yeah. That'll make it sort of easier for people to connect and like work on their goals instead of the whole reason we're being here is recovery. Yeah. I mean, there's more
4: to it than that. Ultimate goal, also too, is not only just a club, but like I would like to eventually like make a nonprofit out of this. From again, from personal experiences in like rehab facilities, I was in Michigan one time in the Upper Peninsula, and we had like a little smoke area, like common area that we can go outside. And I would go outside, and there's this little box, and I was like, "Check this out! Open up the box. There's disc golf. Uh, there's free, you know, disc in there." So I asked the uh, director, "Why do you have?" frisbees you know what's going on here he's like oh there's a disc golf course right down the street that we utilize for uh just recovery coping skills when we went out and did that i saw the benefit really there of what disc golf can do but also not just playing but like the conversations that we're having it's not really hectic during you know like when you're just casually playing so Mm -hmm. like you're able to conversate while also doing that and i feel like what made it super special about it was it was like therapy almost like i was easy to talk about anything without holding anything back to say so
2: that's where some of the best conversations happen is when you're like doing something else kind of that's what i think playing catch with like a father and son playing catch yeah it's not about playing catch right like yeah life is happening like, for sure yeah you're, life did, what you're discussing
1: and yeah absolutely okay
2: so you you talked about that facility that makes me want to like get to where did this idea come from the origin of of your story like obviously your origins and sort of like the uh you know where addiction started from it goes way way back to to your roots but like let's start with the disc golf element of, of the story. So you, know, you, you had stayed at different like facilities and like group homes. Correct. And, like, you, yeah. you'd been working on recovery and like trying lots of different things. The story where disc golf really like the disc golf flag gets planted in the story. Can you tell us that? Yeah, it's so, so
4: cool. I mean like you said I've been I started I first went to rehab when I was 17 and at the time I was 27, 28, just really didn't have any drive to live anymore. Had no insurance, was homeless, and I had relapsed after being clean for probably like a month. But anyways, um, I had overdosed, and that was the seventeenth overdose. I ended up going to the hospital,
2: and pause. You've said that too fast. And I think that's a crazy piece of information that we need to, For sure, I need to let that land. So you had had 17 overdoses in the course of your life up to that point.
4: Yeah. And I mean, just like, that's not even just wild, but like the number of rehabs and just like the number of times I've been in jail and it got wild, you know? So in the hospital, I was directed to a group home in Chicago Heights. Never been to a group home in my life before. It was a new scene for me. Never really adjusted like the mental health side to like my life. I was always like addressing the addiction. So I was like on the board with it when I first heard about it. But I was like, you know what? I'm close to home. And even if I'm close to home and I don't want to do this, I can just leave. And it was close to where I could go and relapse and, you know, bullshit basically. So in the back
2: of your mind, there was a certain amount of, I'm not 100% into this. You were attracted to the possibility of like relapsing if you wanted to. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, most definitely. A, like
4: that was probably my on my mind more than recovery at the time. So Hmm. I was at their group home. I probably lasted maybe a month, and I already had hopped the fence, and I was ready to go and you know do what I wanted to do. And on my way up to the metro station, I ran into a disc golf course. It was like eleven o'clock at night. I have no frisbees. I left all my clothes at the
2: group home. Your plan was when you when you like I don't want to say broke out, but you like snuck out. Yeah, and you hopped the fence. And I had a death, was it was a death wish. Yeah, the plan was like come on, okay, I'm gonna go. Yeah, use
4: for sure. Yeah, it honestly was a death wish. I was just tired and didn't have any drive to live anymore. So at 11 o'clock at night, walking, I ran into Olympia Fields, uh, Sergeant Means Park. Honestly, I've seen no disc golf course before, but like something just caught my eye. I was just like, holy shit, dude, look at this basket. Look at this basket. Like there is potential here. So immediately went back to the group home. Uh, I went in through the front door. Told them myself. Told them like, "Hey, I just hopped the fence. I wanted to get high, but I found a frisbee golf course, and you know, I'm, I I want to stay now." And the people looked at me like I was nuts, but I was like, <laughs> "I was just like, dude, I I I found something. Keep me here for a little bit." And even the next day, I called my grandma and I was like, "Gram, I just hopped the fence at the uh, group home. Uh, I wanted to get high, but I found a disc golf course on the way. Can you take me to Dick's next week to get some frisbees?" Like, <laughs> yeah. And it, she's just like, what the? Come on. Like,
5: you know, like, yeah. Before
2: so, this, you had you played uh, like recreationally, just like. Yeah. Nothing there, seriously. You didn't, just, like have discs. You weren't a disc golfer. It was just like a thing that you had done. Yeah. I, I, I l- used to imagine
3: the people at the front desk are like, oh, he's OD'd several times. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of on, you know, at his end. But like now he's talking about disc golf. So we got to get this guy some real. Help. <laughs> yeah.
4: Like it's, he's, he's, he's gone. Now. Yeah. I remember, like when I went in, the lady looked at me and was like, "What is disc golf?" And I was like, "And then I just started explaining what disc golf was." So, like, they just, yeah, they that was literally the scene for me. So (laughs) they looked at me and they're like, "Lock this kid in a room somewhere for the next month or two and let him figure shit out." So, but no, it was a super big blessing. Um, You know, six years ago. Yeah, six years ago. Yeah.
2: So as of today, you're six years sober from. All like narcotics.
4: Uh, I smoke weed, but yeah, I'm still sober from everything that was destroying my life. I don't use anything else. I do smoke marijuana, but I don't drink. I am smoking weed through a doctor's prescription too as well. So Hey, if
2: the Good doctor you, said man. to do it. Yeah.
4: yeah it I mean, honestly, like everybody calls it the uh, gateway drug, but like for a big thing for me, it was the exit drug. So it really mm-hmm. was something that helped me with like my trauma big time because I'm just I'll be going day by day, normal day, and a man's voice will just trigger. You know, a time when I was assaulted on the city of Chicago by an old man, and my mind will be going 100 miles per hour. And when I do smoke my weed, I'm able to not only just like calm down. I don't just like melt out, but like I'm able to break down what happened without rationalize. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I wonder what
3: Sir David Cope would think about that. I would love to hear his his take. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Well, you know him. No, we uh, need to hook you guys up. Yeah, is her. that is he that asked. Big
4: Dave or Crazy Dave? <clears throat>
2: no, no. no. Oh, okay, no, no. no, no. Right. He, he sent a really good couple of questions into the mailbag. I don't know if you saw oh, it. I did. i saved in the UD Alliance group. I will
1: um, make you guys for sure. Yeah. It sounds good. Scissor, apparently, because
2: that's yeah. what my finger <laughs> yeah. is. I was like, I don't know what we're about to do, but Strap okay. I'm into it. Uh, Kobe. I think you touched on something that's really an important subject that, that helps to kind of since your experience is so I don't want to say narrow, but like not a lot of people can relate to heroin use, essentially guess, sure. specifically. But the addiction concept is something that I think way more people can uh, can understand and they probably don't even realize that like what how they are is like functioning addiction yeah for sure uh and i'll i'll get real at this part and talk about like i I don't think it is necessarily always a substance thing i think more often than not it's like an escape thing and it's like uh you know you can kick you can kick the use of a specific substance and like that addiction that urge to escape is just going to move to something else i've had periods in my life where i've used a lot of different things like i've had chapter where i was using cocaine kind of like more than recreationally for sure, for sure. Like at work and things like that. And there, there's you know, gambling. I've had like stints with lots of different things, but there's one constant that's in my life has been food. I have a very unhealthy relationship with food to where I am aware of the problem of overeating and I'm aware of how to fix it. I'm aware of like, I'm intellectually, I get it. But for 30 plus years, I haven't been able to curb the behavior because it, there's an addiction there it, and it's not like a physical thing. It's like a, it's a mental thing and it's, it's a chemical imbalance. That's all it is. Exactly. Yeah. And the same can be said. I know that might sound corny to some people that like, you know, a food addiction, but like I, I went not to over anonymous not at to all. try They're to nah, like for sure. get to the root of it. At the end of the day, like I'm still working on it. It's like a therapy thing. It's like understanding why, like what motivates those. Behaviors. What what are the triggers that make me even in the moment of like it's eleven o'clock at night, I've eaten plenty of food for the day. I had like a fine dinner and I'm just sitting there like, I might go get McDonald's right now. Then then I, you know, talk to myself and go, You don't need that. Obviously, that's a terrible decision. Do not do that. Okay, cool. I won that battle. And then like two minutes later, it's like, but well, I might just go get a double cheeseburger. And you have to continuously win that battle over and over and over again because your mind is trying to escape something that is unpleasant in that moment. Yeah. And if you aren't super aware of where those feelings, like what triggers those feelings, then you're always going to be trying to escape in one way or another. hmm And so for some people uh, on this subject, disc golf is a uh, something that people are addicted to. Like, there, how many, you've said this before, like <laughs> how many people do we know that should probably be taking care of certain things in their life, but instead they're spending three plus hours every single mm-hmm. day disc golfing. Yeah. Like it's not necessarily just, drugs when we're talking about addiction it's it's a mental health thing it's understanding where where where's this coming from what am i trying to escape and without like real deliberate like examining where does it come from and talking to somebody who can help you work through the many many years of building barriers and and like the little mental gymnastics that we're able to do to ourselves Mm -hmm. i can't imagine breaking that cycle on your own yeah yeah I cannot, For sure. I don't think it's possible. A lot
4: of similarities through everybody's addictions, whether it's food, <laughs> prostitutes, uh, whatever. You know, I know a dude that was addicted to Legos. Whatever it is, it it's all... Eating the root, them? No, eating stepping, uh, on them? Uh, stepping on them? Stepping on
2: them? A masochist? Yeah. yeah.
4: Maybe a little bit of both. But, <laughs> it's it's all comes down to the same thing. It's a chemical imbalance of the brain. You just need to find something to be more addicted to that's positive. Like, Working out or therapy can be something that you could be addicted to and still get benefits from. It doesn't matter. It's, and like you said, it just suffices to one thing to another thing. So, you know,
1: there's so much conversation that needs to happen, obviously. Like here we are deep diving, right? So I can't help like my getting back to the league. Concept and we've talked on Messenger and we've gone back with ideas. Right. I can't help but think that there's got to be, not got to, that's the wrong word, but there should be a way that you could incorporate this type of activity, not necessarily make it AANA based or anything like that. Yeah. But how do you integrate these conversations, even if they are short, into also playing the game and finding some way to use? talking about it as therapy yeah. when people who are struggling are getting together to play the game too. Yeah. You can't just, okay, now say one thing about yourself before each drive. Like, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like, because yeah. Because that's it's inorganic. You know, that's yeah. what we do. We kind of spitball ideas and I would just love to sit down more with you and like come up with what that could look like. Yeah, for sure. Or tracking how many days sober all of the players are. There's so many things that you could kind of integrate into The tracking of it, right? Yeah. That is the fun. Doing the Facebook posts after we run events or flexes or leagues, the things that Sheila does with the the graphics and stuff like that, the tracking of it and posting about it, I think would work so well in that setting. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's, I'm so many days sober, I'm so many days, and we're getting through another week, and we're getting through another week, and that will be so beneficial to everybody that's coming out.
4: Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. Like you were saying, picking back up a little bit off that, Um, for instance, one idea I was thinking about, like how they do chips in AA, do disc, you know? Yeah, so we we guys we're an talking about chips. Do a commemorative, yeah. <clears> you, you got know? some
3: chips? I got some chips. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll that's that. the purpose of those chips, dog. Maybe they are poker chips. We don't want to encourage gambling. <laughs> maybe we can get some new chips. <laughs> can you talk about your process of really what disc golf has done? So you found the disc golf course, you went to play, but that doesn't automatically kick any of the troubles that you were having, right? Right. So how did you transfer from your addictions and your willingness to just let it all end
4: for sure um, to disc
3: golf? In a positive way.
4: So, when things started really clicking and, like, the piece started falling in place was, like, meeting actual people from the community. The community, honestly, like is amazing. The disc golf community, you know, I met a couple of people and those people just started throwing with me on an occasion, just randomly went up to the course and ran into people and started throwing with them regularly. Um, they mentioned how they do with these leagues and stuff and like how there's a club out of there. So I started going to the clubs and really like, like going to the clubs and stuff really put myself out there. I was, I'm very introverted. I don't put myself out there. It's very hard to like talk, especially talking about my own shit. So you're doing um, a great job. Thank you. (laughs) Keep it up. Thank you. Going to those clubs really was like what immediately drew me to what disc golf had to offer for not just me, but like also other people too, not just like having friendships and everything. But I found that I could go there and like openly talk about anything and not be looked at like I was crazy. you know or
2: like the disc golf community is a good place for that. it really is (laughs) there's almost definitely somebody with more weird shit
5: going on than you've had (laughs) everybody
4: that i've talked to like literally is like i've met them in like a past life like i've known them all my life and like we're just picking up back where we last started even Mm -hmm. if it's like a first like meeting kind of you know station so yeah Um, that's funny
3: that you mentioned that because going down to like bowling green you know, around here, we know enough of everybody where you kind of gravitate to the people that you know better. And if you're on a card with people that you don't know, like you have something in common because we're from this area, but going down to Bowling Green and meeting up with people I've never met before within, yeah, nine holes, like you're talking with these dudes like you've known them since you were 4 years old. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's unbelievable and that's I don't think that's something that really a lot of people can grasp until they experience that.
4: Yeah, I've played out of state, I mean, before and it's like I, you know, I've met locals out in Michigan before when I was out at a rehab, you know, like I was saying and um it's like I knew these dudes like, you know, I've never been to that area, never went I don't even remember the course name, but the people were just very welcoming and it was like I knew these people all my life. So that was like what really initially started it for me. Not only just like the openness and the friendship and camaraderie, but like there's a lot of people willing to help out in that commu- in the community as well. Um, my first leagues I went out to, I had a buddy of mine, Pat Donnelly. He paid for my, my league for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the money at the time and I tried to pay him back for it, but he just took it as a no. And that was just, just super cool to me. When I didn't, that's I never old had old Pat Donnelly.
1: Yes, I was yeah. say, it could be Pat Donnelly. Yeah, young. Yeah, writing, uh, Pat Donnelly. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah,
4: because yeah. yeah. there are two. Yeah, the, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, shout out to Pat though. Yeah. But um,
2: by the way, the the younger Pat Donnelly has a nickname that I think Jason would just freaking love. What is it? Yeah, what's that? P Don. Oh, it's a good. That's nickname. awesome, dude. <laughs> Damn, that's yeah. sick. That's Too that's late sick. to change my name. Yeah, normally.
5: J Don. Jada, oh, uh, it was right in mid. You just got <laughs> Yeah. Oh,
3: it almost went up my nose. Go ahead. So yeah, I'm sorry.
4: I didn't mean yeah. To so um, no, but uh, you know, not even just that, but like recently with this whole club idea, this is something I've just been thinking about since I've been in the group home. Just like randomly thinking about because like I always would tell like I have my NA and AA buddies that I have, they're always like they don't see me at meetings, and I always tell them I go to my own meetings now. You know, like I go out and play around. That's mm. my meeting. You know, after therapy, I'm always at the disc golf course, because I could have the most wildest therapy session and just not know what I was rambling about. And my head could be going million miles per hour, but just going out and throw just helps me collect my thoughts.
2: How often are you doing therapy?
4: Uh, I do therapy every other week. So it varies. It just depends if it's really good in life. I like to just talk, you know, Um, when it's bad, it could be every other week or I can just message my therapist and she'll just be, you know, right there for me. So
2: I love that. I do therapy every other week as well. And I think uh, a lot of people think that the key to uh, getting their mental health back on track is like prescriptions. For sure. I think prescriptions are kind of like the band band-aid to help you get to level ground. Most definitely. It's like the bridge. Uh, But the idea is to solve what's at the base. Yeah. And if you're not talking about it and if you're not getting some... You know, behavioral sort of coaching essentially you know those prescriptions you're gonna you're gonna be on them for the rest of your life and are yeah, yeah. not solving the problem they're just covering up the wound
4: for yeah. sure yeah yeah so, so when I came up with, I was trying to say with the club ideal um I posted on Facebook about it you know not knowing what I was gonna get in return but I mean I was just overwhelmed with all the likes and just the you know people commenting that you know wanted to participate or just wish that something existed like this you know Mm -hmm. um so it's just i mean it just really amazes me and i've not only like on the facebook like on the whole social media thing though um i talked to a dude that's out in st louis that runs the uh dark ace and um Mm -hmm. georgie Mm -hmm. cool dude super cool dude he actually the reason why i decided to do the club I was talking to him at the, uh, clash. Clash, Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, dude, come on do it. Like you got a dream, go do it. So that really what urged me to do it. There's actually another, I think there's a league going on out there that he said something about a buddy of his was talking about getting this together too. So it's like, it's very, there's nothing like this out there. I don't really think so. It's just uh, a new idea that I wanted to just lay down a foundation to other outlets to not just help the disc golf community, but like help actually like just the community in general. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd like to like push this on to like. Into a nonprofit and get baskets at like group homes, halfway houses, boys and girls clubs. You know, I always see like basketball hoops and stuff there. And I'm just like, yeah. man, a portable basket. This is something new to offer. You know, that's one thing they preach in recovery is coping skills, you know, coping mm-hmm. skills, coping skills. And I think that's a perfect outlet to get some coping skills going. So
2: you're on to something. I mean, there's no question that you're on to something really, really cool. For sure. And we at Disc Golf Chicago, who, have you know, we went through the process of setting up a nonprofit. I would love to, you know, offer whatever we can help in terms of just that process. It's it's not very hard, but yeah, we would love to help. No, I take and I'll it. Tell yeah. you that we have donated a few baskets to halfway houses, and I have never felt better about the kind of work that we've done. Of all the all the things we've done, I've never even talked about the fact that we've donated baskets to like some halfway houses. Yeah, that's maybe the most special feeling I've got because it's it's beyond the baskets, right? It's like we keep talking about how it's not just uh playing disc golf mm-hmm. it's it's the community it's the self-improvement it's the the, the sense of like belonging and purpose and yeah it's the lifestyle it's all the things it's not just throwing a frisbee it's like oh
3: it's hope it's just if one person that at that place that you donated it to picks that up in the same way that michael has
4: check yeah goal achieved kids especially dude i'd like to really aim at kids look if i like uh frisbee rob i always watch his like little videos he does at the schools and stuff Mm -hmm. i read the comments all the parents that comment on it how positive an experience he is because he's always bringing it's not just frisbees he's actually like talking about life Mm -hmm. issues with the kids Mm -hmm. as well you know so it's like it's super cool i think Mm -hmm. that's rad and why not
2: yeah i love it so much um it's uh, especially the fact that you want it to be for people who are not just you know in recovery it's it's for anybody that's looking for more yeah and 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 w- willing to Put themselves out there, get involved, and and whatever that looks like, there's no way to, to grasp the ripple effect that comes sure. from this kind of thing.
3: But also what you were saying, not just for disc golfers, but for people outside of the sport to bring them into the sport so they can experience what you did yeah, totally. with the community that is around disc golf that, you know, maybe these people have never had or never understood it, that it existed in the first place. Yeah. You know, where you can show up to a place and play a game that is uh, for free. essentially free, <laughs> and become lifelong friends with people in a day. You know, right. and I think it's not the sport; it's the people. But having the sport is like the vessel to get you to that right.
1: point. Yeah, it's that's like therapy yeah. within the therapy. Yeah, and also, you know, I gotta say that for you, from your perspective of like starting this thing. What's great is that you are entering in a realm of like a bunch of other people that will help you get there. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. The more you talk about it, the more we've talked to Messenger, we're talking about it now. I can't help. I'm in like idea mode because it's like off season. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to be throwing a lot of stuff your way of like ideas, things, For sure. things that we can do. And I need that, that. We can all do to help to make that happen yeah. because it really feels crazy important. Yeah. Crazy important
2: not just important it would be a real sin which I, I i'm not a very religious person but i am i'm very spiritual for sure i think it would be a sin to not do this thing because yeah. somebody who has OD'd 17 times you're here for a reason something is keeping you here you've had experiences that other people can learn from and and you can redirect a lot of lives by doing this thing that feels right to you. It feels organic. Yeah. You can't ignore that, dude. Yeah. You have to follow through on this. Mm-hmm. Um, No pressure, Jesus. No, <laughs> <not> right. <laughs> dude, so. But also
1: like, it has to be you. Something like this yeah, oh, has to be for done sure. by someone for sure. who has walked your path. Yeah. Yes. That can relate to all of the people that need it the most.
4: Yeah. And it's like, that's like my biggest drive right there is not even just at like for the disc golf community, just like, and not the community alone, but like, it's something that I'm very driven and passionate about. When I moved out of the group home, I was sitting down by the administrator about how important this was for me to get this right. Not only just for my life, but also for like the community of other people that are recovering that can't go out to other outlets or NA or A or can't afford like a halfway house or something. You know what I'm saying? So, right. no, you know, that's significant. It's, that it's that, huge.
2: That, yeah. yeah, that they understood as well. Yeah. That's great. You were telling me in the car that you're involved in like a fairly new program, right? Like yeah.
4: The state program. It's yeah. like a
2: state program that, like, you're in a sense, like, you're kind of a guinea pig. And yeah. they were like, they said to you, you got to get this right for the state yeah, for like to show for sure to show that like this thing works and other people can benefit from it. And it's not even like a bad pressure. You know
4: what I'm saying? Like I I don't even look at it like pressure. It's just something that I've come accustomed to do, but also is just like, it's not only just benefiting other people it's benefiting me. So, you know, that's,
3: well, I think it's also like what Scott Stokely was saying too, is like, you can't really come on up. -hmm. Like just keep doing it. Doing mm -hmm. anything is going to be, far better yeah. than not doing anything at all yeah. and if it doesn't turn out right immediately it's going to because you're gonna get there yeah
2: right what I keep thinking about is um sports like uh let's say football sports. football games. sports <laughs> the team is uh let's say the Bears for example they're getting their asses handed to them the whole first half
3: that sounds right like
2: normal right yeah. relevant so far you go into the locker room coach gets you fired up they go back out they have a killer second half they win the game yeah you're 33. 32. 33. Close to the half, like the halftime of of your life. <laughs> yeah, I'm realizing that. Get in there. <laughs> yeah. And you have an opportunity to Come on. win the game, dude. Yeah. Like the first half, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're 75 and you want to start over. It's like it's never too late to redirect and win the game. Yeah. That's such a cool concept. Uh, yeah, for sure. So one day at a time. That's know? true. That's- I
4: I literally just take it like that one day at a time. And I, I could use any and all help you know so i'm fairly new to all this um i appreciate sean's help you know that you've been really helping me out a lot with that yeah got a couple of things that i need to get aligned for and i'm just pushing to hope for springtime get this going you know so
2: oh yeah you have all the resources uh you're gonna i'm sure people will be reaching out but everybody in this room will also we just desperately want to see this thing work and be awesome yeah yeah so. thank you guys a million percent um that was uh that was a lot and it was all awesome but uh I'm going to take some of the work off of us now and pass it over to our fans. Do you... I would like it if you were to say that it's... Mail time. Mail time.
5: Mail 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 time.
2: nice jason let's get into the mailbag yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to do it now we're good. on uh, uh, we're on instagram live by the way we alive. we're gonna do it it might david this. cope we'll i don't know if you're goes. watching
1: we'll do it live
2: fuck it we'll do it live we'll do it live. <laughs> 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 live listeners by the way if anybody tunes in and you want to ask a question let's we'll see what you come up with feel, feel free
0: but uh i shout out david Cope because <laughs> he has our very first question in the mailbag tonight mm.
5: nice a uh,
0: strap in it's a little wordy but uh i think it's gonna be worth the wait When you are unable to disc golf, what tactics do you use to keep yourself from getting intoxicated? Is the urge to get intoxicated worse during the gray winter days? Also, are you sober from all intoxicants or just ones that hurt you the most?
4: Can I read that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's three questions Yeah, I'll go
0: back. Uh, When you are unable to disc golf, what tactics do you use to keep yourself from getting intoxicated?
4: I spend a lot of time with my fiance and my family. I also do um, utilize my library a lot. So I do like to go and, you know, check out books and use their media uh, lab. I also watch a lot of TV. Mm, For
5: sure. (laughs) Uh, Because
4: at the moment, I'm very blessed to um, not have to work right now. So... To be honest, a lot of my time is spent in therapy and just revolves around like my recovery community right now, which is my caseworker and just like all the workers throughout the state of Illinois that are helping me out right now.
2: It that could be a curse and a blessing, honestly, because if you weren't using that time well, then you would have all this idle time to like it could easily go. wrong
4: for sure yeah um my biggest thing is like i have routines it's always set and my days are pretty repetitive but like that's what keeps me solid right now because there's not enough hours in the day so i think about it if i get like three or four things that i can like contribute into my routine that's pretty much most of my day right there so you know just waking up cleaning the house doing the dishes taking care of the cat and uh going out and disc golfing i disc golf all year though so that's the (laughs) That's the messed up thing though. was like I really do disc golf in the wintertime and like I disc golf at night too. So <laughs> you know. But outside of that, that's what I use.
0: Well, that uh lends itself nicely to the next part of the question. It says, Is the urge to get intoxicated worse during the gray winter days? Would you say that's true?
4: Mm, no. Because, like, honestly, a lot of my relapses were just triggers of it being a nice day. And, like, I just didn't have the right coping skills at the time to, like, go and enjoy a nice day. Sun was out. I was getting high. You know, but it I mean, you know, there's also that contributing factor because there's a lot of inside time, so I do have to utilize those insides coping skills, whether it, it is cleaning
0: up and watching Netflix all day or playing some
4: video games and working on my computer. So
0: And then his third question, you kind of answered it earlier. He said, Are you sober from all intoxicants or just the ones that hurt you the most? And you
4: said, uh, yeah, earlier yeah. I said that I am sober from everything that was hurting me. So alcohol, heroin, crack, meth, and I do smoke weed but with the uh, doctor's prescription. <laughs>
0: Nice. Next question is going to come to us from Andy O'Day. The first thing he wants to Ayo. do is... Ayo. 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 The Mortgage Pro. Uh, the first thing he wants to do is thank you for the courage to just get on the podcast with us and discuss the topic.
3: I know. You had to sit next to Jason. That yeah. takes
0: yeah. quite a bit. Balls of steel. Yeah. Isn't that yes. this, this dude's got a lot of courage. What makes a king out of a slave? Courage. What
2: makes the flag on the mast to wave?
0: Courage. <laughs> and he congratulated you on your six years sober. Thank uh, you. You're very welcome. I, I don't know why I did why that. Are you sorry. you, Andy? Yes. Andy, yes, Andy. You hear, Andy thank OJ. you. And it just, the next thing that comes out of your you mouth. You are welcome. Sorry, Andy. Uh, I'll, say, like I'll you, say it like <laughs> Andy. You're it's like welcome. you just
2: stole someone's high five. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, Tiny. He's not here.
0: Uh, <laughs> he has a multi part question. We'll break it down as best we can. So he says finding the right avenue to recovery is so important. Some people find solace in religion, some in therapy, some in sports. There are tons of positive ways to fight addiction and stay sober. What else did you try before disc golf to help you get sober?
4: What really clicked for me this time was therapy. So clinical therapy and also working with a clinical staff, um, such as like a psychiatrist, I see an MD regularly too. So that is what I really grasped on this time.
0: So the the second part is he asked if those previous things worked for you would you would you say no to that like this was what clicked or would you say yes to that
4: so what really to pick up back off that question in the past i have used like naaa i've done like religious based uh programs before i really have like grasped on everything and i really don't have anything negative to say about um any of those fields it was just personal reasons why they didn't work but i would say what really helped me this time with, you know, with the clinical staff and therapists and everything was that I was more focused on me, whereas the other aspects were group settings, you know? So, I really, really do encourage anybody that is trying to get help to focus on themselves and also look at the bigger picture that, you know, the drugs or whatever mental illness is not just the only problem, but there's a root to the issue as well, too. (laughs)
2: I f- Come on! Love that answer because the other programs that you talked about are like a one size fits all.
4: For sure. So hey,
2: mm-hmm. this is the answer for everybody. For like, sure. It's not getting to the root of what happened in your life and understanding it. Yeah. That's how you can make sense of it and and start to fill the hole. You can't just fill the hole with the same prescription. <laughs> Jason, <calm laughs> Sorry. Oh no.
5: Oh. That's what she said. You, I can't, didn't I, I really, you can't necessarily really build do. a ball with
2: the same one-size-fits-all sure. solution. Yeah,
4: there's a lot of stigma outside, but there's also a lot of stigma inside that if you don't do it this way, that it doesn't necessarily work. And I'm not going to lie, this time I've kind of been going against the grain with like what people usually say to do. And honestly, this has been working for me. So, um, that's like another big reason why I want to get my story out there. And also this club out there is to show that there is other outlets and other, you know, roads to not only just getting help, but saving your
2: life. I think golf and psychiatry and therapy We're we're of the generation that
0: finally realized, uh, the importance of individuality, Yeah, whether it is from education to recovery, it's, it's all about like realizing what the person needs and not what. The whole needs. Well, it's,
3: it seems super difficult to me because in a group setting, you can always focus on what everyone else has a problem with and what you think they should do rather than trying to focus on yourself, which, you know, you could call that selfish Mm-hmm. but in a good way but yeah. like i think that's very hard for people to grasp onto why should i take care of myself when i can try and help someone else for sure you know right. and it's it's easier to project that onto someone else and yeah. focus on the the total group issue rather than i'm going to work on me and i'm going to focus on me and i'm going to make it about me right and that i think that's very counterintuitive for a lot of generations past right. and i think you're right it it's coming to that point where we are realizing that you can be selfish sometimes, and that's okay. And
5: that's yeah.
2: okay. Yeah. You For need sure. to be sometimes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, next question is from uh, Joseph Benick. Joey, oh. Three,
2: Putts. Joey Three, Putts. Three Putts. Joey
0: Three Putts. on Instagram. Uh, he says, from 2008's Academy Award-winning coming-of-age film Juno, how do you always snag such awesome guests? And I'm going to go ahead and answer that one <laughs> on behalf of the team, because I uh, was listening to a podcast very recently uh, where Steph Curry was being interviewed and he said something that blew my mind and that is iron sharpens iron and that's why we have such good guests on our show that's awesome i i like that by the way
2: you sent me the the recommendation to listen to that episode and i loved it but thank you for that Mm -hmm. you said that uh, there was something in there that reminded you of me and i kept waiting to find like what is the like I was like, hopefully it's Come cool. On. I kept waiting for the... <laughs> to like, what, is, what what made Jason think of me? And when he said, iron sharpens iron, I was like, I bet it's that. A hundred percent. That's and what it was. I yeah. say that all the time. It's, At my it's, job, I say it all the time. It
0: has stayed with me. Like it unlocked something in my brain when I heard it. And I was like, whoa, that mindset is like fantastic. Because yeah. it's mm-hmm. not about being great. It's about recognizing greatness. Yeah. And that completely changes the whole concept of greatness. Dude,
2: you when are... You you are Get the company off of the you solo keep.
0: Yep.
3: so people. meta. Yeah.
2: yeah. You are the uh what's the the expression is like you are the combination of the five people you spend the most time around. Mm. Show me your friends, oh, I'll show you your future.
4: Shit.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah what a bummer. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, dog. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dog. I will <laughs> you got your
2: stuff hands with me. hands up a million percent. Like I've gotten so much cooler since I spent started spending time around you guys. That I can agree
1: with. Yeah, that's uh, a, I
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Correct. I know it. that's
0: correct. Checks you. out so we kind of dove into some serious questions when we got into the mailbag but that's not all that was submitted are you uh,
2: trying to say that
0: slosson's uh question was not serious that was not serious and also not going to get asked <laughs> suck it kenny
5: uh, <laughs> it was funny
0: though it's it's way too much it was funny kenny but To get on the lighter side of things, we are going to ask the question that was submitted by Jackie T. Horns himself, Jake Thorns. Would you rather have all of your memories of The Office erased with no means of ever watching it again, or... Would you rather keep your memories of The Office but be swapped into an alternate reality where the show was never created so everyone thinks you're nuts and no one gets your jokes or references? Easy, easy answer. Can
3: I answer this? For sure. Because I feel like that has happened to Jason and he has seen a a show that didn't exist. Because a lot of his humor is just uh. so far away that you're like, where did that come from? Uh. You watched a sitcom in the early 90s that yeah, didn't exist. for sure. Yeah, yes, so that
5: is the case.
0: It was a spinoff of Three's Company called Four's Company. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Nobody has ever seen. Yeah, Option the, number two.
1: Yeah. Across oh, the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. it's Lugal. So Phil, if you want to
4: find like a, you know, like porno or a restaurant review or anything like that, you use Lugal.
5: Correct. Google.
0: Oh yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. If right.
2: the off, if no one else knew the office existed, I would take all the jokes and pretend I those are those, Th- those are my were jokes.
0: your jokes. That's yeah, what no, I would say, um, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Deal with it. So yeah. on that same note, are you familiar with the movie called Yesterday?
5: Mm-mm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's the same concept, but it's about somebody that uh, gets hit by a bus while riding uh, their bike and wakes up, and the entire world does not know the Beatles existed, and he's the only one. Oh. <laughs> oh. He was a struggling yes. musician prior, so then he's like, Okay, nobody knows the Beatles exist. Watch this. <laughs> oh so then he becomes instantly famous because he What it, is this it's on? Absolutely fantastic. Do you know uh, if it's on the I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, don't quote me on that but definitely search I'm pretty sure if it's not
4: oh, on, there, could on there I can run it
0: on yeah it's very good it's
2: it's out of this world good it reminds me of the the Paul Rudd I think it's a it Paul Rudd thing where I think it's him and Fred Armisen maybe where they have like a running joke back and forth where they like oh yeah pretend they pretend that the Beatles are new to each other each time on the talk shows yeah yeah that's best I did that to Sheila the other day when we were in the shop Nirvana was on and I was like have you heard this band I was like that's awesome they're so good yeah (laughs)
0: Super underground. Next question. Uh, We're going to go super meta here. It was... Supplied by one Alex Seminary. Oh. Uh, but boop, boop. the only reason that I'm going there is because it is a fantastic question as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Isn't I almost, it time... I
2: almost did this as beef instead of putting it yeah. in the bag. Oh, my <laughs> God.
0: This is a gr- I, I, we're very aligned on this, buddy. Don't you worry. Good. Uh, isn't it time we made inflatable decorations illegal? And I could <laughs> not agree with that more with regards to Christmas and Halloween both. They can yeah. absolutely jump off every bridge. I hate They're cringy. inflatables. Super yes. cringy.
2: I feel bad with this opinion because they're so popular. When I walk my dog, I'm going past 10 or 15 of them in because my neighborhood on one block. It's lazy. That's the thing that. That's the first part that irks me. It's like, lazy. I it's, don't see the difference between that
3: and the shitty plastic reindeer. It's the same amount of effort. No, no the, it is
2: uh, not the same oh, amount no, 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 of effort. No, that's correct. No. It's the same amount of effort. But, yeah,
3: it's not lazy. You have to actually plug in the, the blow-up shit. You can just set the plastic reindeer that you got it in 1967. But an expectation
0: that four of those in my yard is now... Christmas decorations, and it took all of an hour to accomplish. Well, okay. The, the joy of Christmas decorations is the the amount of time that it takes in order to do it. It shouldn't take an hour and yeah. have four things fill up your yard. <laughs> and now you've got a Grinch, you got a Nightmare Before Christmas, you got to stand on a reindeer <laughs> and look at us. Aren't we festive? No, get the, come on, out of here with that. Yeah, put up the lights. Put up the small things. I'd rather see somebody took the time to put up the 12 plastic reindeer in the Santa sleigh and all that stuff instead of just four inflatables that fill their yard. It's terrible.
2: And it's it's. I lazy. think if they left the inflatables going all day, it wouldn't bother me half as much. But it's yeah. the fact that... Yeah, it's they're at the, a timer. Yeah,
1: It's <laughs> like laying in the yard. Yeah. You just there have this like, like yes. <laughs> yes.
2: laying condom. Yeah. A hundred percent, yeah, like, yeah. yes. yes. And, and if you have more than one... It's and just, that's you why when I see them you like see that them in like their, like their yard... You never perfectly
4: yeah. up either. They're always just like
0: yeah. limp. Right. When I see them all limp and in somebody's yard, I will pull over and... Come on. Because that's basically all it is. that's basically all it is (laughs)
1: y'all
2: heard that (laughs) he said
1: pluck them
2: Mm -hmm. out of their yard like if the rest of the yard has real decorations in it i i'm less annoyed by it but if i ever just see the empty bag laying in the grass i'm like it's such an eyesore it is
3: and then len mason says inflatable decorations no inflatable
0: costumes hilarious hilarious yes, yes for sure right, absolutely yeah, no right. yeah. the, the yeah. thing
2: when it's deflated especially if if when it's a little kid <laughs> that's, that's the next halloween
0: yeah the, uh, the, the
1: flated, deflated dinosaur yeah. <laughs> inflatable? Uh, right.
0: inflatable the deflated inflatable the inflatable yep yeah yeah that's the thing that's the thing full circle and uh whoop 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 zip mailbag tonight we're done with tonight's question sound effects yeah.
2: Thanks for tuning in for the live stuff. If you guys liked it, let us know. Maybe we'll do more of it. Peace. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, that's a wrap on the mailbag. Thank you for all your comments. It does make the show more fun for us to do. So Absolutely. Appreciate you guys getting involved and helping us make this thing fun. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we covered a lot of really good stuff, both from your questions and from just what came out of this thing organically. So, uh, Michael, thank you for being here.
4: Appreciate you guys having me.
2: It means a lot. It really means a lot to me personally. I think it means a lot to everybody Definitely. here. Mm-hmm. For sure. Thank mm-hmm. you, guys. And, uh, yeah, if, if this helps one person, then that's amazing. So Totally yeah. worth it. Uh, until next time, guys. You say keep it on the keep fairway. Keep it on the I feel like there's
0: something else. There's not. Just say keep it on the fairway. <laughs> Alright.
2: Alex. Tell them what to do. All right, guys. Until next time, keep it on the fairway. See ya. Y'all be good on the next episode.
0: (laughs) Unstable Discourse is produced by Sheila Callahan. Edited by Ryan Fancher. Beats provided by Alex Seminary and produced in association with Unstable Disc Golf Gear. Look good, feel good, play good.
3: Unstable Disc Course is a Top Secret Studios production, baby.
2: I think you can do the whole length of it.